Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to this week's episode of Chip Chats. On this week's episode, I have the amazing Shelby, and uh, Shelby is such a crazy, huge inspiration. Uh, a while ago, she had weight loss surgery and has now dropped almost 200 pounds. Like, how impressive is that? Anyway, um, we talked a lot about her weight loss surgery, what led up to her weight loss surgery, the stigma behind weight loss surgery. There's a bunch of things that we talked about. And if you've been on the fence and have been kind of weighing the pros and cons about weight loss surgery, this is definitely a podcast you don't want to miss. Not only did we talk about things like the pain that you're going to go through and how difficult it is and how it's not just the quote unquote easy way out, um, but you know, we just kind of had a great time chatting together. So I really think you'll enjoy this one. Um, as always, if you have any questions or if you want to share your story, if you think, um, your story is something worth sharing, which I'm sure it is, uh, please reach out and send me a message at, at Chelchip on Instagram, because I love sharing people's stories and, uh, it's, it was just so fun to share this one. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear it. I hope you have a wonderful day. And without further ado, let's get into it. Let's try this again. Can you hear me now? Yes. Hey. <laughs> good, good. How are you? Oh, it's been like the world's craziest day, but I'm all right. <laughs> Every weekend. Every weekend. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you totally fine. Hopefully you can hear me okay because I've had like this crazy day at work and uh, I finished my shift and it started to have this like horrible thunderstorm outside. So I'm just staying at work. So if it sounds really echoey, I apologize. (laughs) Oh, no worries. I don't, I don't blame you at all. Not one bit. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not going out in this. I will wait a bit and just have the conversation here and then leave. (laughs) I, for uh... I was born and raised in Florida, and I do not play with the thunderstorms. Just stay yeah. where you're at. <laughs> this is like the first thunderstorm of the season up here, and it's like it poured and poured. I'm like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> I can't stand it. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> We're recording. Everything's going. This is just we just go with the flow. This is what happens, you know. Awesome. <laughs> um, I like to start off my podcast with a quick question um which is super serious you need to answer it as fast as you can don't (laughs) if you were a type of chip what chip would you be and why um ooh, question um i think it would be a tortilla chip Mm. Um, like nacho style or just like plain no plain super plain um one because it goes with a lot of different things, I think. Yeah. So you could do guac and salsa and I don't know. I don't really know what else you could eat with it, but you could it's versatile. I like that. <laughs> so you like a, a go with the flow type person then? Yeah, I, I like to think so. I like to think I, I, I mesh well with different things. So I'd say tortilla chip for sure. Um, I love it. Uh, but that lightly salted of course for for health purposes (laughs) we need to keep our sodium in check exactly (laughs) so i'm like super excited to have you on today and uh you like honestly i love your story you have such a you're just such an inspirational person and the fact that (laughs) every time i see your post i'm like oh i just love you i just (laughs) oh my god you're so 
so funny. <laughs> so let's start off. I just want you to have a moment to uh, take the floor, kind of introduce yourself, maybe talk about your Instagram a little bit, talk about your weight loss journey and how you've come to where you've at kind of deal. Just let you have a chance to speak it up, you know? Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, um, I've had my Instagram account. I think it's been probably years now. I started as like a general weight loss account. As you know, um, yep. the weight loss community on Instagram is amazing. Uh, there's so many just great people, regardless of what, you know, group you fall under, whether it's just, you know, general kind of weight loss, weight watchers, uh, weight lifting, keto, weight loss surgery. I mean, just whatever it is. And so um, I started it just to kind of find like my individuals and and motivation and things like that um, off. And I kind of, I'd always seen, um, you know, weight loss surgery. It's not like it was a new concept to me, but I think it was Instagram that kind of pushed me more towards it um, and seeing the success stories, I guess, from people on Instagram that really got me, I mean, I remember laying back with my husband scrolling through Instagram hashtags of people who had had bypass or the sleeve and going, oh my gosh, like, look at, look at what they've done. Like, look at how healthy they are, how much better their lives are, um, their quality of life. And that was really like my breaking point was seeing real people um, living their, their lives, their best lives after. And so after um, a few months, I, I guess I'll step back a little bit of my own personal journey. So I've been overweight forever. Uh, my whole life, I've always been overweight. I um, can't really remember specifics, but I know when I was in sixth grade, I went to the doctor and I think I weighed about 180 pounds. Um, wow. It was yes, yeah, my physical for truly I wanted to do school. And, and I remember my doctor looking at my mom and saying, um, he actually said to her, when are you planning her bypass? Because my mom had actually had gastric bypass as well. Yeah. And it was meant to be a wake up call uh, for her, but she's very offended by that. Oh, I and bet. I would, I would be offended if some doctor said that about me or, about, or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but you're sixth grade. <laughs> right, right. But I mean, obviously 185 pounds um, in okay. a sixth grader. So it was, that's kind of my, I remember that weight specifically, and I know it just kind of billowed out from there. Um, I was really active as a child and an adolescent teenager. Um, so I did, I did cheerleading. I did softball. I did um, shot put for like track and field. I did just about everything. I was very, very active, but um, grew up very low income, very poor. And so yep. we did not eat well at all. Um, something I get that. a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. So it was very you know, carby, starchy, noodles out of packets, um, you know, just bad food all the time. And thankfully, I think that the sports kind of kept it from billowing out of control as far as it could have gone. Um, But yeah, I definitely was very, very heavy. Um, I was well over 200 pounds when I graduated high school. And it kind of just got worse um, as I got to college, lived on my own and stopped playing sports, stopped being active. Um, As we all tend to do when we walk into college. Right, <laughs> everyone gains weight, but you know, once you're over 
once you're already 250 plus, it just it's even worse. Um, so yeah, you know, that freshman 20, 50, 100, it, it just kept getting more and more out of control. And I did, you know, diets and I met with my doctors and um, nothing ever stuck. And so I kind of um, finally lost a little bit of weight, but hit a point where I realized I had gone too far. Um, I maxed out at about 411 pounds and managed to lose about 10 pounds a month. I think it went on for about two months um, of some really restrictive, um, it wasn't restrictive in a bad way, but just, it was very focused, um, healthy eating and and exercise and, and, you know, lost the 10 pounds a month, which was great. Um, But to lose 10 pounds a month and still be 390 pounds, it was a wake up call of, okay, there's long enough um, to get down to a healthy weight. That was the point where I finally decided that weight loss surgery was something I needed to really explore. Yeah. So, how, how, do you mind me asking how old you were when you made that decision? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so that was January of 2018. So <laughs> I was just shy of, I just turned 25. So 23, I was 23. I was just about to turn 24. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's when, so January 2018, well, I guess I was, yeah, I was 23. Um, it was July of 2017 when I went in for my first um, uh, consult with my doctor and, and I had to do the six months and all that fun stuff. And I had surgery January 2018. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, it was, it was a bit of a process to get there. <laughs> yeah. um, did you, um, oh, my goodness, just totally lost my train of thought. No, See, this fine. is life, you know. <laughs> Guide me. I will ramble forever. <laughs> um, when you were looking into weight loss surgery, I know there is a couple different types of weight loss surgery. My um, mother actually had a type of weight loss surgery herself. Um, what made you go with it? It's RNY that you went with, right? Yes. RNY, gastric bypass. I usually do RNY. Um, I chose that for a number of reasons. Um, typically, it is... The first thing they're going to look at is your health. Um, so the gastric sleeve versus the bypass. Bypass is a lot more invasive, and um, it if you're of a certain health, it's just not a, it's not going to work because it's too risky for you. Um, yep. So I the first thing that I did when I sat with my surgeon was I just wanted to know from a health standpoint if I could even have either or. Um, so once I got cleared from that, he says yes, absolutely. You at, at some point he he just said you can have either one after I had, I had had enough testing to determine, he said, just pick which one you want. Basically it was like, a, yeah. you go into the store. Um, so I said, okay. And I really just talked pros and cons with him. And, and the reason that I chose to get bypass, I get this question a lot um, because a lot of people my age don't get bypass. Um, the reason I, I chose it ultimately is because it has a higher um, excess weight loss percentage. And I scientifically don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that the statistic is, with RNY, you're expected to lose about 70 to 80% of your excess body weight. So that's anything over your healthy, like BMI weight. Um, so for me, I had like, I think it was 202 excess pounds. So, um, with bypass, I was expected to lose, actually it was more than that, but anyway, 70 to 80% of that excess weight with the sleeve, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's somewhere between 60 or 50 to 60. Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously 
at 411 pounds, I needed what was going to get the most off. Yeah. Um, the other thing was that it has better um, research behind it. So people have been getting bypass done a lot longer. There's more more proof that it works long term. Um, the sleeves are relatively new procedure. So there's not a lot of research showing that it works long term. Yeah. Um, and being 23 years old, I didn't really want to risk um, doing it. And I did speak with him and, and find out that there's more of a chance that having the sleeve done, especially at someone my age, that 30 years from now, I could end up revising to a bypass um, because there is a chance that I could stretch my stomach back out. Yep. And I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> um, and then lastly, with the bypass, there's one extra component to it is that they don't only just make your stomach substantially smaller, which they, you know, they do in the sleeve as well. It's a little different, but both of them shrink the stomach yep. um, with the bypass. They actually reroute your, your intestines as well. Um, wow. Which keeps, yeah. They, so it's, it's kind of a double whammy. Your stomach's a little bit, well, a lot smaller. It's small, but also you don't absorb as much as what you eat. Hmm. So all of those factors combined, um, into me choosing the the bypass it was mainly just I was really big and I really wanted the biggest bang for my buck yeah makes total sense um <laughs> my my mother had weight loss surgery as well um uh-huh. and she got the sleeve I'm pretty sure but because I it I was pretty young when she had the surgery but it something okay. about making her stomach into hot dog size is all I really heard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have not heard that comparison. Usually banana, but I've not heard hot dog. I love that. <laughs> so she would always talk about like her little hot dog or her little <laughs> or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I do know like I, she became part of this community in um, who are all going through the same type of surgery, right? And uh, I do know a couple of people that she knew who had that surgery did have now ended up gaining a lot of it back um, and having their stretch or their stomach stretch back out. So um, it's kind of interesting because I, I guess I, I never really knew the difference between them. I just kind of saw it and knew that, you know, there's a lot of stigma that's around weight loss surgery and mm-hmm. it's a quote unquote easy way out of things. Um, and then, living firsthand seeing that it's very much not the easy way out of things oh, and yeah. that, you know it, it takes a lot of work and it can reverse and it can go backwards and there's a lot of things that go into it right right um, it's interesting to have that that comparison um have you felt that you have been judged about your choice to have weight loss surgery at all um I think I'm, I'm pretty lucky to say I, I haven't mm-hmm. um there are definitely people in my life who um, I don't want to say judge me in my surgery, but I don't think that they understand the full effect that it's had on my life or my lifestyle. Um, yep. And so I don't, necessarily, I don't think that they maliciously think that I, that what I've done is easy, but I don't think that they've accepted how much of my life that I've changed. Um, and so, I mean, it's a blessing in a sense of, I definitely don't think they look at me and go like, you know, she did the surgery and lost all this weight and it was so easy for her, but I don't think they fully acknowledge, like I completely changed my life. You know, I'm now. I, I don't eat the food I used to eat. I put work into meal prepping and, and buying healthy food and, um, you know, trying to, to be more active in my day and spending time at the gym. And, um, 
I don't think they, they think about those things as much as they just see the before and after and go, you know, oh, wow, like the surgery did that. And I'm like, it wasn't necessarily the surgery. It was me and all of the things that I did. But, you know, <laughs> well, so it's part, partly why I wanted to have you on, right, to have that, you know, a lot of people do have this thought. And I, I've, I've had conversations with people before talking about how, you know, uh, my mom took the quote unquote easy way out or whatever you want to call it. And uh, having to kind of defend it in a way like, no, I've, I've seen her. She had to change her lifestyle. This is not like some easy solution that all of a sudden you just drop all the weight and problem solved. Right. Like- right. right. And, <laughs> and, you know, it's almost, there was a big part for a long time where I did feel a little guilty for a long time. Um, you know, being, as far out as I am now, I can say that it's harder, you know, from, from the beginning, but, um, for a long time, it was the weight just, it does, it just falls off. Um, and it's really easy to think, to think of that, to think of like, I, I didn't do anything to deserve this. Um, you know, I didn't work hard for this. I, I, you know, I, I just lost a bunch of weight. Um, but when you really take a step back about it, I saw it three or four weeks food um and if any of if anybody was to do that they're gonna lose a lot of weight and regardless that's hard that's hard work um I completely shifted my diet I did exercise um you know the the bypass was just a tool in all of that and even though you know the the effort wasn't necessarily counting the calorie or meal prepping or hitting the gym hardcore for two hours every day you know, my effort may have been, um, you know, doing the liquid diet and doing the vitamin regimen and making sure that I'm drinking protein and um, (laughs) completely shifting my entire thought process. It was still effort. It was still hard work. And I still have to work hard at it every single day. Um, Oh, for sure. And so learning process for you too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. At what point does you know, effort put in is still effort put in. Um, and hard work is still hard work, even if it's not the same hard work that someone else is doing. For sure. And uh, I, am, I imagine that there was quite a lot of like prep work and things that went into it. Um, I knew, I do know that sometimes they require you to lose a bit to kind of prove or uh, yes. to help things with the surgery but did you have conversations with that like that with your doctor and have to do things leading up yes so I did a, I had to um I, I initially went in I think I requested my consult probably March or April um of 2017 I could, didn't actually get to meet with my surgeon until July it was like a two-month period I guess it was popular I don't know they were busy um <laughs> I went in in July and I had to do six months of um, monthly check-ins with the dietitian and with my bariatric um, office. And so every month, it was so nerve-wracking. I had to go in. Um, I had to do a weigh-in, and I had to meet with a dietitian to go over um, goals and healthy eating and, and everything. I mean, things that I just never knew. And um, it was a, a total learning process. And I did have to – I was lucky, and I – oh they were kind of like okay uh well the scale kind of like I don't know if you watch 600 life but um I do and you know doctor now the scale doesn't lie 
so yeah, I didn't always lose weight, but the main thing that they're looking for is that you're not gaining anything because insurance will and can deny you um, for surgery. I, I was lucky that was covered, but if you don't show that you're sticking to that, that, um, the diet, the six months prior, then yes, they'll, they'll deny you. They can. I mean, a lot of times they do. So I had to do that for six months before I could submit for insurance approval on top of all of the other requirements I had to turn in, which were very lengthy. <laughs> it was a lot like, of stuff, a lot yeah. of stuff, testing and time. I, I don't think people really understand how much really goes into the process. Like it seems like the ones that I have talked about who have this opinion on weight loss surgery are often thinking that you just kind of like walk in one day, book an appointment, have your surgery, walk away. Everything's great. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I mean, a full six month process, just meeting with dietitians, doing your win. Um, I had to do a sleep apnea test um, to make sure I didn't have sleep apnea. I had to prove that, the funniest thing, I had to prove I had been obese um, a really long time. So, I mean, I had to, like, call my doctor's offices like, when I was in high school and have them send over my weight. Just, like, I'm, like, calling random walk-in clinics. Like, I, I've, I went in there in 2012. Like, can you guys scan this over? I had to submit Facebook pictures that had timestamps on them. Um, just to show that I had been fat for a long time is really all it was. Um, wow. Yeah. Just to show to my insurance company, like, look, you're saving money by giving me the surgery. I promise. Um, I had an invasive things. Like I had an EGD done, which is where they put the scope. They put you to sleep, put a scope down your throat to make sure that everything's good in your, your stomach and your esophagus, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, ultrasounds, um, EKGs on your heart blood work, blood work, more blood work. I mean, very, they're very thorough, but the main thing is just make sure that you're healthy enough because it is a major surgery. Um, and, and once all of that's done, we submit it to insurance and you cross your fingers that they pay for it. Um, which I was lucky they did. I think when I got my final bill, which wasn't a bill, but kind of the, the rundown of what the cost was, it was about Um, (laughs) $92,000. So very grateful. I didn't have to pay for that. I mean, that's why I think due to the medical tourism and end up going overseas to get it done. Yeah. Really expensive. Yeah, really. Holy cow. I mean, like in Canada here, we have like a lot of our healthcare is covered and there's a lot of things that thankfully that we are able to get without cost to us. Right. Um, When it comes to things like weight loss surgery and stuff, a lot of the times our OHIP program, our government won't cover things like that. And, uh, when my mom had the surgery, this was back in, oh, I don't know, years and years ago. I know she had a long time ago, like 10 years ago. Um, I remember she had to go over to the States and get it done in the States because it was just something that Canada wouldn't cover unless she went somewhere. Like it was just a crazy process. And uh, I think it's pretty funny to think that people really think that it's just easy. As you said, it's a major surgery. There's a lot that goes with it. It's not something simple and like walk in, walk out, we're done. <laughs> right, right. It, it was a huge and it uh, took a big toll, a big toll on my body too. I mean, um, what was weird is that it, it took a toll. I was only in the hospital, I think two, two nights total. Um, but I was back to work the following week, um, doing, and I had a very, I have a very, when I say back to work, that's lightly, I was teaching a college class. So I only had to go and teach the class, you know, for an hour or two and then go home. And then I worked from home for my other job. 
Um, mm-hmm. But as far as like limitations, I was fine as long as I wasn't taking my pain medication. I could drive, I could do whatever. Um, but the pure exhaustion that my body felt just because I wasn't able to eat food, um, it took probably a solid two months before I could even go to the grocery store without like having to come home and go to sleep. I would just be so fatigued. Um, I mean, we would be standing in Walmart and I would just look at my husband and be like, we have to go. Like, I can't, I can't even, I'm like so tired. (laughs) I'm exhausted. Um, it just, it was the more of the, the mental, the mental and physical aspect of that, um, less of the, they just chopped a big part of my body out, but the way my body adapted to the, the cut of calories and the liquid diet and the soft diet, the purees. And, um, I don't think I was able to eat normal food for about four months, three or four months after. Um, well, I guess when you chop up your whole insides, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You go about six months. It's about six months before it gets to the point where you can pretty much eat whatever. Um, but even then you have, you have your, your, nose still probably for the rest of your life there's certain things I still can never have yeah there's a bunch of limitations on the liquids and stuff you can have at the beginning too right right I mean when you first when you first get out it's like popsicles and sugar-free jello and um chicken broth but kind of you kind of move your way up from there um like for the rest of my life I'm never supposed to have anything carbonated ever mm-hmm. um which I've different doctors say different things um I personally I've heard it can make you uncomfortable so I'm just I've never been a soda drinker I just stay away from it um yeah. but yeah different people it's crazy they're different doctors say different things like I wasn't allowed to have anything tomato based for a really long time um, weird yeah but there's like a ricotta bake if you've ever had weight loss surgery that's the staple is called the ricotta bait. Um, mm-hmm. and it has tomato sauce in it. And I was not happy. Everybody has it on their soft food stage. I was so upset. I never had it. Um, <laughs> I ended up making it like when I was allowed to have tomatoes and I was well out of a soft food stage, <laughs> but yeah. I made it just to have it. Cause I felt like it was a rite of passage. Um, <laughs> to have this. Yeah. This is what all the surgery people have. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I have to have this. Um, but it was, it was a, definitely an adjustment and I was very lucky to, to have a supportive team. But, um, you know, when I say you, with the whole, is it easy? Is it's not, I had a lot of support from my surgeon's office, my weight loss center. Um, but there's a lot of people, I get a lot of messages, um, from people who do not have that support from their surgeon's mm-hmm. office. Um, some of them don't even have dietitians and people in house that are helping them. And, um, it just baffles me. So I can only imagine how much harder it is for people like that who are seeking help elsewhere. And I'm just thank God for the internet. Right. Thank God for the internet and Instagram, because mm-hmm. I can't imagine, um, yeah, really not um, having them. So after you had your surgery, um, I'm sure, I mean, you just had the, a big chunk of your middle section altered, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> you must have been in pain for quite a while. Do you um, remember what it felt like or what you were going through, things like that? Yeah, so, um, pain. yeah, it was really, weirdly enough, the internal pain wasn't too bad. Um, I had a lot of pain in the, the, I actually had it laparoscopically. 
Um, so I have, I think I'm about five or six. I can't remember off the top of my head, small incisions throughout my abdomen. Um, and there was only one or two of them that actually really hurt. And because, um, didn't pull anything out, which is the weird part about bypass, um, with the sleeve, they actually cut the stomach and they take the extra piece out. Uh, with the bypass, they don't, they cut it and they sew it shut and they leave your remnant stomach in there, which is really gross. I don't like to really talk about it. Um, but they leave it in there and I think it, still like functions in the sense of it like makes digestive juices and stuff I don't know but it's in there um so yeah they don't pull that out they leave it in there um so thankfully it doesn't hurt too bad it it, it was pretty uncomfortable I think I was off of pain medication throughout the day probably two days after I left the hospital um I just kind of took it at night to help me sleep that was the worst part is you you can't really lay flat anybody that's done any sort of like abdomen surgery will probably attest to that um Mm -hmm. you know if you've had like a c-section anything like that I've heard it's similar where you just can't lay flat on your um your back so I was like in a recliner for probably a week or two um trying to sleep I just was taking the the pain medicine with that um I couldn't lift anything over five pounds for um maybe um it was just that was a a process I would move a certain way and get sharp pains um and took me a really long time to kind of build that strength back in my abdomen I I still don't know that I'm quite there yet but um yeah it it was it was nice because it finally healed up and it stopped hurting which it felt like took months but then I had to get my gallbladder removed which recut all of that back again so I remember having that conversation with you because yes. <laughs> talking about like in, in your internal or whatever your your abdomen surgeries or what have you like even having that small surgery with the gallbladder there was like so much pain on just certain ways lying certain ways doing certain things sitting yes up. I'd almost say that hurt worse and I think it's, I think it is because they pulled it out um, mm-hmm. in that spot where they had to pull it out it hurt worse I would say than the original bypass because it just cutting that muscle. It just it was so uncomfortable, but thankfully none of it hurts anymore. <laughs> um, it's crazy what our bodies can just like adapt and move through it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just, um, it definitely wasn't, it wasn't too bad though. You'd think it really was a major surgery and I'm not uh, downplaying it by, by at all, but for what they did in there, I'm surprised at how the recovery process went mm-hmm. um, because it, it really wasn't too bad. So backtracking a little bit, um, when you, when you did, you say you spent that time searching through Instagram and comparing people and talking about weight loss surgery to your husband, who's it's Hugo, right? Yes. All right, okay. <laughs> um, what did, what did your family think about it when you came out and said you decided to have the weight loss surgery? So Hugo initially, um, he was, he was not on board at all, um, he just loves me. He loves me so much. Um, and he was terrified. And so really, it, and it stems honestly, probably from all of my negative talk about weight loss surgery. And yep. so background on that is, um, when I talk about my mom having gastric bypass, uh, it's actually my biological mom. Um, she moved away out of state when I was about 15, but I did grow up with her. Um, and mm-hmm. she had gastric bypass when I was in about fifth grade. 
Uh, and she is the poster child for what you do not do after weight loss surgery. Okay. Um, she did not take her vitamins. She did not drink her protein shakes. She did not eat correctly. Um, and basically, she had the, the, the gastric bypass and did not do anything different. I'm talking, I personally did not know what went into having weight loss surgery um, because nothing in her life changed. I mean, I really had such a skewed vision of what, what it entailed because to me, she just went and had this weight loss surgery and just lived her life as it always was. Um, graphic description is that we would eat dinner and she would get up and get sick, um, because she would overeat every single meal. Um, and I thought that that's what, like, I thought that's what weight loss surgery was. Um, little did I know that that's not, that's not what it is. (laughs) Um, and that's not how it's supposed to be. And so, but hearing those horror stories from me, you know, I, I full on would think like that's, you know, oh, someone had gastric bypass. Like, I don't want that. I don't want to be throwing up after every meal. Like, why would anybody want to do that? Um, Hugo, you know, that he did not something he wanted for me. But even thinking that that's what it was, I mean, that's how desperate I was at the weight that I was at. Thinking that I was going to have to get sick after every meal. That's how desperate I was um, at that point to want to even have. Uh, weight loss surgery. So um, as far as my family goes, my grandparents, I think they were, when I finally told them at that point, I had pretty much um, committed to it. And they, again, same kind of background as, as my mom having it, you know, oh, well, you know, is that really what you want to do? But for the most part, they were pretty, pretty supportive of it. Um, The, the person that I really see is my mom now who kind of took me in she, they were all pretty on board, um, but more so just worried about my health. And they, they were just scared, I think, from, oh, yeah, from a surgery. surgery. Yeah, from yeah. a major surgery standpoint. Because while I was very, very obese, um, I was relatively healthy. I didn't have any health problems. I have a little bit of high blood pressure, but I've always had that. Um, but it's, you know, if I were like on my deathbed, um, fighting heart disease or something like that like of course they wouldn't have cared as much but because I'm 23 and relatively healthy and just overweight that you know I'm doing this elective surgery in their eyes why would I choose to go under the knife um but other than that they were they were pretty supportive Hugo was very against it for a while until um I finally got him in the consultation with me and we got in there and once we started kind of going through it he really started to see that it wasn't what we thought it was. Um, and he, he got on board at that point. And then after surgery, I imagine that he had to do a lot of help for you. Right. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Lover to caretaker for a while. Right. I guess always hard. I'm imagining anyway. Yes. I mean, he was full time. He was off work for a week and a half. Um, he was amazing. Uh, he did everything. He, you know, cooked and cleaned and took care of me. I mean, I'm, we were in the hospital. He helped me. I just felt so nasty. I just wanted to wash my hair. He helped me take a shower. Um, he did everything for me. It just, it was great. I don't know what I would have done without him. But even the hardest part was that he, from a mental standpoint, navigated his cranky, you know, 300 plus pound wife who you know, it feels like never eat again. 
Um, so. <laughs> You go from eating to having nothing but chicken broth. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and, and two weeks prior to the surgery, you know, I had to do a two week uh, liquid diet. Um, and so prepare you. <laughs> right. And so well, after surgery, I mean, you don't really want to eat. Um, you know, when you have a surgery like that, you're not your body's begging for food. Um, but prior, I mean, I'm 400 pounds and I eat a lot of calories to sustain that body. And all of a sudden I'm eating nothing. I'm drinking liquids all day. Yep. Um, and so he had to put up with that. So uh, blessings to him and very grateful to him for that. Um, but yeah, he made a huge change. I mean, even just from his, his, his diet, he's been so supportive. Um, he lost himself, I think 20, 30 pounds just from adjusting what he ate because he, I mean, we completely flipped our diets and I've yep. got to, I've got to say, just, I, I follow people and I see people on my page who I know that, uh, their lifestyles aren't like that. They didn't happen with their families. And I mean, I'm grateful that, that I have support on that. I'm lucky that I don't have, you know, kids or anything like that because that would make it so much harder. Um, yep. but I'm just lucky to have, you know, him and him, he's willing to do all that with me uh, because it's made everything so much easier. And if he would just stop eating this potato chips all the time, then I would say like hundred percent. I just, he's perfect. <laughs> I know that feeling all too well. I don't know how many times i start eating potato chips because Rich is eating them beside me. Yes, and I just, the, and they are, he's addicted, like addicted. Yeah. And now oh. I, I found that I, I can eat them too. Like I have no issues eating those. Like, this is why I say it is not the easy way out. I could totally throw back a bag of potato chips like it's nobody's business, and there's nothing stopping me. So, other than me, myself, and I. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah you, you still need that mindset shift. You still need to, you know, have that quote unquote willpower that everyone claims is what really does it because you you still have to make the right choices right absolutely because mm -hmm. i can i mean this far out i can eat just about anything um yeah. that i want to and it's really i'm the only thing keeping myself from doing it um and i you know i've lost a lot of weight but i'm still the same person i was when i was mm -hmm. eating enough food to gain all the weight before mm -hmm. Yeah, you 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 change, but it's not like your old you ever disappears, right? Exactly, right. <laughs> was there something um, throughout your whole your whole weight loss journey, your surgery, everything? Something that happened to you that you didn't expect happen to happen to you, or you didn't expect to come from it? Um, honestly, I would. <sighs> I don't know. I'm giving I, I can't. I can't say that there's one specific thing, but I can tell you, it's such a, a combination of so many things that I didn't realize I had lost or couldn't do or or was I was missing. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, you look at people who are overweight or obese, however you want to phrase it, and you wonder how they get as big as they are. Um, mm -hmm. and I do the same thing. I'm so guilty. I did not get to be, I mean, I'm sitting there 400 pounds popping out of my clothes, you know, looking at people that are, you know, probably not even as big as me going, Oh my God, like, do I, do I look that big? I mean, just as judgmental and hateful. I'm not perfect. I'm not a saint. 
Um, but oh, we all exactly. even I at some point. Well, at least I'm not such and such amount of weight, or I'm exactly. at least I'm not yeah. And so, and you'll sit there and you and you say things like that, and you make those mental judgments, and and then you go, "How do they get that big?" And um, and it's because it just happens. I mean, you don't you don't wake up that big. It, it, there's little things over time, you know. And uh, one day. Uh, Hugo helps me put on a sandal and I realize how much easier it is. And then eventually a hundred pounds later, it's like, I need his help to do it. And I, it just over time became helpful. And um, there were so many little things in my life. I didn't realize I had given up or, or stopped doing simply because of my weight, like um, eating outside. Like we go out to eat and I don't even have to think about like sitting down at a table um, with arm rails. Like, whereas before I would, I would immediately just walk past them or checking like a a bench with my hand before I sat on it or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just doing, doing so much stuff, putting my shoes on just little, there's so many little things. I can't even keep track of them all. I mean, there got to a point I would, I would post on my non-scale victories, like on my page or my story. And Mm -hmm. there got to a point where I couldn't even do it. I couldn't do all of them. There were so many and just, just little just stupid things that you don't even think about um, that I had just given up on and I had stopped doing, um, you know, even just like, I can't even even think of them all, like cleaning the things off the floor because it hurt my back to bend over. And we had, adjust- it's crazy how Hugo and I had adjusted to that without even thinking about it. You know, it wasn't like we had made the mental note of, oh, Shelby is too big to do this so now I have to do it we had just adjusted, yeah, adjusted it, 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 it had become the norm um it's crazy how much or how easily we can just live live in this like delusion that you know it's not as bad as it is I'm not really giving up anything it's fine like oh, I can live absolutely. like this I'm stuck like this it's whatever it's just how it's gonna be right right like I mean the other day is it's hilarious I was like I sat down in my bathtub and I was shaving mm-hmm. my legs and I like looked at the back of my thigh and I'm like oh my god like, I don't remember the last time I saw the back of my thigh like made a conscious thought of when I had seen the back of my thigh and was able to like shave it I had him shave the back of my thighs and I convinced myself it was because I always missed spots back there and I wanted to make sure he got all the hair. No, it's because I couldn't see them. (laughs) I couldn't see them. And now I can. And like, you you know, and again, it wasn't, you just live in this kind of mindset and you're adjusted to that norm. Um, Well, yeah, kind of like in your own little bubble, right? And it's funny when you say that about the bathtub because I've had similar moments like that. Um, I remember like, sitting you know like you sit down when you're in the shower or whatever to shave your legs or whatever you sit on the bottom of the tub and uh I remember always having like like a lake behind me because that little bit of water would get behind me and my butt and everything would just seal it in that one little part yes, of the tub. Yes. and then and then having to like do weird movements to try and get the <laughs> spots that you couldn't reach and then being like oh well I just got some extra hairs there because it just not it's not happening Absolutely. um and then, and then sitting there one day and just all of a sudden being like, oh, the water's like kind of moving around me. And then it's, it's fine. Everything like, when did this happen? It's funny because you uh, said before about um, how you, you don't just kind of wake up one day and you've got all the weight. Like it just, it does seem to appear, but it's not like all of a sudden you go from skinny to fat, right? It's uh, 
gradual over time, but you kind of turn into that realization all of a sudden. And a lot of things, it's the same, like just all of a sudden realizing that you can't put your knees up to your chest anymore, or you can't run the same or do the same things just all of a sudden. And then living in the still like, oh, that's totally acceptable. It's totally fine. Right, exactly. And there's so many of those little things, and you're just eventually you're just not living anymore. And it's just it's crazy to me. And, and as fast as they came, as as fast as I'm realizing them. I mean, it's been I've been over, it's been over a year. Um, yep. That I've, and I've my weight loss has slowed down a lot in the past couple of months. But there's just so many every every day something new, or I, I notice something new and. Um, about myself, about my body, about the, and it's just, it's amazing. I just can't believe it. And I can't, I just can't believe it. I'm officially now, I think in a way, and I don't have really any benchmarks of my weight in high school, but, um, I've reached a weight now where I'm either at or much or lower, probably closer to where I was, you know, at the end of middle school, um, I just can't really remember a time where I was ever this, this size. So mm-hmm. living at this place, it's so just weird. It's like I'm living a different body. It's a new day every day. <laughs> I totally, totally get that. I, I don't know how many conversations I've had with Rich where I sit there and I'm like, it just feels like I'm a different person. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, it's like, I look back on that part of my life where I hit my highest and it's hard to think of myself at that spot anymore, right? Like mm-hmm. it's hard think of it being the same person because for that that chunk of my life where I was so overweight and so unhappy like I'm just not that person anymore you know what I mean right so. and I don't know if you experienced it you know, I did and where I look back at it now you know you were so unhappy but in the moment you were so convinced that you weren't you know like yep you were not unhappy. I'm not unhappy. I'm so happy. And then you just think back on it. You're like, Oh my gosh, like, no, I wasn't <laughs> like, and you know, and you weren't miserable, I'm sure, but it's just you were happy then. But it's like, you didn't know what this was. Like you didn't know what it could be. It's almost like you were in a bad relationship with yourself and you thought you were happy with the person you were with, but really you didn't know what what real love was, I guess. <laughs> you you kind of like, you want to, you, I, I don't know how many times I would go through this motion. Like I want to love and appreciate myself and I want to be okay with myself. But at the same point, I would look in the mirror and be like, you're disgusting. <laughs> like, yes. yes. That's why I have so much like appreciation and just respect for I mean, the whole movement of like body positivity and loving yourself. I mean, it's just amazing because I always want to be that person. I mean, even more so now it's like, I've, yeah, I've lost a bunch of wait um but I'm still I'm not happy with the way I look um I'm happier but I'm still learning to love myself and in my flaws and imperfections and um that's not something I just because I lost you know almost 200 pounds it's, it's still there so that's part of the the continuing process even when the weight loss you know when I hit my goal weight it's still going to be I'm sure an everyday battle there so now that you're a year out from surgery and you've lost almost 200 pounds, which congratulations, that's amazing. Um, how has life changed now from what it used to be or what it was like right after surgery? Um, it's, it is 
I know it's it's weird um I'm still I'm at this place now where it's almost like I've been picked up and put back um into like I didn't have the bypass if that makes sense um and in in that sense of I'm kind of at this place where I can pretty much eat whatever I want um like I don't have really any food restrictions as far as like oh, you can't have that cookie, you can't have that cake, you can't um, eat those chips. Um, And so it's almost like I got picked up and put back into the life I lived prior to having it. And it's hard um, because I'm trying to find this new normal, this new me. Because for the first, you know, seven, eight, nine months, you have all these guidelines, these restrictions, these, you can't have this, you can't do this. This is what you need to be eating. This is how much you need to be eating. Um, But you can't do that forever. And so I'm just trying to learn what is life? Like, what is life now? (laughs) Um, You know, what, how much do I eat? And I have a dietitian who is just the biggest pain in my butt. I love her to death. um, And I hate her at the same time because she hates to give me any sort of guideline or anything. I mean, she does not want to help me at all. And not that she doesn't want to help me because she doesn't want to give me anything. It's that she doesn't want to help me because she wants me to learn how to live my life forever. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's basically her, her advice to me is, shall we, you know what you need to eat. You know what is good for you. Listen to your body. Mm-hmm. And you'll be fine. Um, whereas I'm going, you know, in my my diet for all of my life, mind is going, well, how many calories do I need to eat a day? Or, yep. you know, I had surgery. So I was supposed to be eating this small cup of food. How much food should I be eating? Like, do I eat this, these four ounces? Like, well, she's like, well, you know, put the cup. You don't need the cup. I don't want you measuring your food anymore. I don't yep. want you counting your calories. I don't want you doing this. And I'm like, but I need it. And she's like, no, you don't stop it. (laughs) Um, Well, I can only imagine how hard that would be going from the mindset shift of, you know, eating whatever you want, whenever you wanted to being super restrictive to now being able to be like, you have that freedom to kind of eat whatever you want to eat, but you should still make the right decisions to being like, well, what is the right decision? (laughs) Exactly. And I know, yeah. And I don't know if you've, if you've seen my stories lately, I'm kind of in this weird, mode of like I'm not doing a free-for-all by any means you know I'm not throwing back uh, donuts or anything but I'm kind of just eating what I want in 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 healthy terms I mean I eat good food I eat healthy food um you know I have yogurt and um cottage cheese for breakfast and I have you know grilled chicken and veggies and I have salad, but I'll throw an extra thing of dressing in here and some extra croutons and this and that. And it adds up. Um, and for someone that's only supposed to be having 1300 calories a day, if I'm eating more than that or eating at that, I'm not going to be losing weight. So yep. that's kind of been my struggle of trying to really focus on not adding in extra stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it, what it's looking at a year out is, a lot of people at this point have either hit their goal or, um, or have surpassed it. And because I did start at such a high weight, I mean, I, I knew this was going to be a reality. Um, yep. I still have a solid like 50-ish pounds I want to lose. And so sure. 
it's it's hard it's getting increasingly harder um to try to get there and I mean I don't know what my what my my journey past this is going to look like as far as like plastics and you know what weight do I need to be at before I start looking at that and I need to hit that goal weight first (laughs) um so it's you know I'm kind of I don't really have a lot of people to relate with on that aspect because a lot of them aren't at that much that high of a weight as I was when they started. Um, So that's kind of been my, my norm right now is trying to find the norm um, and the balance. Yeah, totally makes sense. Um, Even like, even in my journey through things, you know, I'm getting to a point now where there's a lot of maintaining and being able to eat a little bit more, lax we'll say (laughs) it's definitely hard and that's without me having going from one extreme to the other right that's just like me trying to figure out where the right place is that I'm gonna continue to be a healthy person and not like give in too much right right because food is fun food is like good Uh life is so centered around food it's all food all the time so (laughs) that's just the hardest part of it is trying to find that balance and that, you know, I've always been a big, I see people post sometimes of like, um, you know, I didn't cheat at all. My whole first year of surgery, like I didn't put anything sweet in my mouth and I did everything I was supposed to. And I'm, I'm like, that's great. Like, I think you're amazing. Like, but I, I can't live like that. No, Um, you eat that, that bite of cake and that piece of cookie. And I, you know, enjoy it. Um, Mm -hmm life is short, but turn around and get back on the horse and, and keep working for what you want. Um, that's the balance It's all about the balance. Totally. Um, so we're coming up on our time here. We've been chatting for quite a while. I just looked at the clock and I'm like, Holy cow. Um, but, uh, one final little question before we, before we call it done. Um, if you had to give a piece of advice for someone who's thinking about weight loss surgery, who has started to look into it and is kind of curious about it, um, what would be that like one key piece of information that you would like to pass on? I'm giving you hard questions today, Shelby. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be sure it's great wisdom. Um, uh, one key piece of advice, if you're thinking, if you're looking into it, um, I would say to do your research and I don't necessarily know that this is advice, but I'm going to say that you're never going to feel ready, Um, but to do it anyway. (laughs) Um, And that, and I say that because I, I spent six months preparing for a surgery and almost backed out the week before because I felt like I rushed into it. Um, Mm -hmm. You don't do something for six months and then, and then not have been preparing for it. Um, and I, and I think that it's common because I get a lot of people that tell me they do the same thing or that they have backed out of it or that they get so nervous right before it happens. It's life changing. And that's why I say, do your research. Um, because it is a life altering procedure and your life will change. Um, Mm -hmm. but it will change in so many more positive ways than any sort of negative downside that you might temporarily have. Um, so what that I say is, is you're never going, I, again, I don't think you're ever going to feel ready for it. You're going to be anxious. You're going to be terrified. You're going to be nervous. Um, but just do it. Remind yourself that you want this. Um, 
and, and stick it through to the end. Don't, don't commit and back out, just stick it through. And as long as you've done your research and you've, you know, put the time in, I'm not telling you to run off and just do it, but as long as you've done the research and you've made the decision, you know, do it because you're not going to regret it. And I can't tell you how many people I have um, talked to who said they wish they did it as early um, as I did, you know, as early in life. So if you think that it's something that you want to do, look into it and do it. Um, there's no, there's no age limit on it, but there's also no minimum requirement either. So do it. <laughs> awesome. I love that. I love that so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on today, Shelby. Do you want to take a second? And just, no problem. Do you want to take a second and just shout out your Instagram so people know where to find you? Yes. Yes. So um, you can follow me. It's at subtracting Shelby. Um, subtracting. I feel like it's straightforward, but Shelby, yep. S-H-E-L-B-Y. Um, <laughs> and I try to keep it real and up to date and follow you know, if you want to, to follow along with that crazy wild journey. Um, I love my followers. I don't know how I've accumulated so many amazing ones, but they're pretty great. And I'd love to, to chat with anyone. If you have any questions, you can reach me out, reach me out, reach to me, reach out to me. Um, I always respond to the messages. So, you know, shoot me a message. I'll tell you any, anything you want to know and answer any questions. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. I had a great time chatting with you. I love like getting to know you a little bit more because we have had these little interactions back and forth, but we haven't had a real in-depth conversation like this. So it was awesome to have you on. Chelsea, yes, you should do this all the time, every week. (laughs) I'm down. (laughs) Thank you, Chelsea. Awesome. I hope you have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye.